0: I just asked it to price out two color front, three color back on 50 Gildan 5000 shirts. Is everyone sitting down?
1: All right, welcome back all. We've got an exciting episode and here's why. I think the word AI has become uh, a bit of a trend, kind of similar to hearing crypto and hearing NFTs and all that from the the prior generation of trendy words. What does it exactly mean? Everyone says it's promising. Everyone said you should be using it, but like, like why, where, how, how, how do we exactly be able to use this in your shop today?
0: We don't want to overwhelm everyone. We want you after this to be able to start using some of the stuff that's out there. I think that's probably the the, the biggest thing is Tomorrow, after listening to this, you should be able to start
1: using AI. GraphX Source, we've been mentioning for quite some time. And uh, Stephen ferrick has got three Graphics Source artists that he uses in his shop every day. And when it comes to steps, mock-ups, creative art, order management, digitizing, and customer service, GraphX Source has been doing it for over 30 years in the game. And they really understand a shop's needs. And have a proven track record of success there. It's pretty cool actually because they plug into your Printavo account or whatever shop management system you're using, and they're able to work right out of there. Um, so look if you're using if you need to improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, graphics source, they're there to be able to help. Thank you guys,
2: MultiCraft Daddy. Yeah, uh, MultiCraft. If you're looking for supplies, consumables, and more importantly, a reliable, uh, trustful source of of, of- information, right? Not just, hey, can I get some ink? How do I use the ink? He doesn't know the answer. Don't worry. He'll call me or Steve and he'll get the answer for you. So Multicraft Daddy, Multicraft Ink, um, definitely hit up Multicraft for all your supply needs.
0: Sweet. And PMI tape and Dave have kind of partnered together. They give away a free case of PMI tape after every episode. All you have to do is DM Dave and follow him. Uh, that's multicraft underscore daddy. Uh, we need to get him over a thousand followers. Uh, might be, might be, you know, a little sad. Recently a grandpa. So.
2: Very mm. recently, Grandpa. Let's make Grandpa Dave, uh, uh, multicraft Grandpa, um, yeah. a thousand followers. Let's get it. All right.
1: Uh, hey, and so, by the way, I've got about fifteen rolls of PMI tape here. So, whoever emails me first, bruceprontaro I would love to ship you this. So you can Bruce, actually you, use it. Why do you need PMI tape? <laughs> Everybody gets PMI tape.
2: He's using it for like painting his wall, like edging it off with PMI tape.
1: <laughs> Bruce, no, you should I make that. I do that, should, I do that raw. Should, your yeah. Tape. Oh,
0: hand cutting. God, you should make a <laughs> you should make a bid on where you use PMI tape as a non screen printer. There you go, Andrew. There's your idea. All right. Supacolor. Supacolor is the world's best heat transfer. Whether you're printing t-shirts, caps, or bags, Supacolor's unique transfers are designed for specific materials. You can decorate on technical fabrics, expensive items, with super's simple solution. Um, in our shop, we print on North Face jackets and Supercolor is there because it's super consistent and I'm not scared that I'm going to ruin a North Face. So Supercolor helps you make it. Experience them for yourselves using promo code PRINTABO15. Get 15% off your order. Thanks so much, Rum and the team at Supercolor. Matt, hit up Easyway. Hit up Easyway. And and you know, tell us how much you love Alex. So yeah, go for it.
2: Uh, me? Uh, I, I love Alex. I've known Alex for a long, long time. Um, yeah. Uh, Easyway, if you're looking for chemistry. Uh, on press or reclaim it's the best in in my opinion that there has ever been it's it's fantastic it just works like it's supposed to uh you can get it through uh multicraft daddy you can uh, hit up easy way to find other local distributors um it's the easiest way use easy way
0: matt what's your favorite flavor of easy way uh 701 cherry nice (laughs) (laughs) you know what i told alex i said you should remarket easy way like liquid death do you guys Ooh. see that Did you see that liquid death almost got sued by Arnold Palmer, so they changed the name to Dead billionaire
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't see that that's
2: amazing yeah,
0: love it uh, all right, artificial intelligence uh, matt we me Matt and Bruce have a text thread, and I'm in a lot of text threads with Matt. Um, I might not talk to Matt every week, but I feel like I (laughs) I hear from Matt every week. Uh, We just talk, we talk around each other all the time. We (laughs) like know what what each other's doings, um, you know? So Matt um, has been using, if there's one person in the industry that has been using AI in its simplest form consistently, it's Matt Marcotte. Cause Matt's extremely scrappy and he runs a small shop. And so he has to get, um, He has to get super creative. We heard from Michelle Moxley at Print Hustlers who gave us this huge overview of it. And Matt has like, I feel like you've really been on the ground floor. You found good hacks that are actually usable. And you've developed screen printing GPT, which we'll talk about at some point. So can you, Matt, give us in the simplest form, what is the one most important thing you use? Like what tool do you use and what do you use it for every day? What yeah. Oof.
2: Um, I mean, I, I use chat GPT every day. I would say at its core, that's probably my go-to, but I use all sorts of different little more automation tools throughout the day than necessarily artificial intelligence tools. Um, a, a lot of you, what I'll use.
1: Sorry, but, Matt, what are you typing in the chat GTP? Cause I, I think that's part of the, it's, it's initial GPT, thing of Bruce. Like, it's GPT chat GPT. What are you? <laughs> what are you uh, like?
2: GPT, generative pre-trained transformers. That's what GPT stands for. So, the more you know.
1: Someone who's never used it before, it's like, well, I don't know. What? What do I? What do I ask it?
2: Here's the simplest way that I use it in in my my day to day. Right? You have uh, an email that you're you're dealing with a the customer they're kind of being a pain in the in the butt right and so you kind of just like word dump what you think and then you're like oh, that comes off too crass and you start overthinking it now all of a sudden you're like bogging down what should only take a minute to like 5 or 6 minutes of like is the tone right are they going to understand me so don't waste your time with that just copy your 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 little brain dump in a chat gpt and say make it more professional and it just boop and Eight seconds, you've got a better email, copy and paste it. Uh, I actually use an AI system that lives on my um, desktop. So it's already plugged into my email. So I don't What's actually have called? to go. Uh, that one is Max AI is what I'm currently using. I'm testing it out. There's a couple different ones that are out there. Uh, but Max AI, it's actually on my screen at all times. It's, it's in my Gmail at all times. So I can just, in my Gmail, type what I want, hit a button, and there's a little dropdown that says make it more professional, make it shorter, make it longer. I click the button. It fixes it. I click send. I'm no longer bogged down the most. I actually just use screen print GFT to make a blog about this. The, the most the, the worst thing a shop deals day in and day out is those little micro tasks that just bog you down. You're like, oh, it's a little thing. Oh, it's a little thing. We're doing thousands of little things throughout the day, especially as a screen print shop owner. Right. So whenever you can find the way to make those little things you're doing even shorter, that's the biggest ROI in your time you're gonna find as opposed to trying to find the long thing and make it drastically shorter.
0: Okay, so max.ai. This is a writing writing yeah, tool, but Max you can also AI use AI.me. You can also just use the chat GPT browser window. So I think what I would what I would tell people to do is start going to ChatGPT instead of Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start start there. Just start going to ChatGPT instead of Google and just pretend like flip them out for a week. And then you're gonna it's gonna start to train you. And so like Matt, one of the things you just said is writing chat GPT helps you with writing. All right. What is like the next thing you are using chat GPT for every day? And, and
1: by the way, if you haven't been to it, it's chat.openai.com. So there's a lot of like weird kind of cloney type stuff on there, but that's, right. that's the main one that you can use and you can download the mobile app as well. And like Farag said, and by it the right way, it's, it's free.
2: ChatGPT is free. Uh, some of the features we're going to get into a little bit later on; those are behind the uh, Plus subscription. But ChatGPT 3.5 is free to use. The app now has uh, talk abilities; so you can talk to it and talks back to you. Um, so it, it, it's it's great. Um, but Stephen, the other thing that I use ChatGPT and AI for often is um, well with Printavo, right? I'm doing implementation and training, right? So when I'm looking at someone's automated email uh, that we're sending out to customers, I'm also taking that blurb and I'm rewriting it that way, right? So that's one way I'll use it. Uh, I also make art all the time. I've made numerous t-shirt designs for customers. Um, so running a print shop, someone's like, well, I kind of want to look at some ideas. In the past, it was like, okay, well, let's spend a bunch of art time. Let's make some thumbnails. Let's see which thumbnail you like. And let's dive a little deeper." and they might not even like any of it. I can use ChatGPT and Dolly 3, which is built into the, the Plus model. Um, there's Mid Journey. There's a bunch of other ones out there too. And I can do rapid prototyping for a design concept in under a minute and have multiple variations of that to show customers. I've used it and made Sound and Fury, my print shop, designs that we've put on shirts and sold and made money off of a couple minutes on ChatGPT, right? So art creation is definitely another big, powerful okay.
0: part of it. Can we talk about... So I so when ChatGPT and OpenEye first came out and it was like stable diffusion and you have to have Discord downloaded, it was all about writing prompts. You had to write these really, really good prompts to get the art to spin up. And a couple people on our team, you know, like... We'll just like focus on writing these prompts. I'm like, I don't, this is like learning a piano of how you want to tune this thing. And so I would always like get stuck. I'm like, I can't get it to look this way. In the last month, art creation has become significantly easier with the native tools that OpenAI has put out. And just so everyone knows, ChatGPT is the like browser of OpenAI. So that's like, like the same thing. When we say OpenAI, that's, basically chat gpt there are other th- tools out there like bing or like there's like these apps on iphone called like wonder and stuff like that we're talking about the og tool it has become significantly easier to make art in the last couple of months matt can you talk about why it's easier to make art now more than ever
2: Yeah. So, like you said, like before uh, Dolly 3 was uh, a part of the ChatGPT family, in there, you had to use ChatGPT to make the prompt, go to mid journey, go to stable diffusion. And, like you said, it was a lot of like case by case, like, ah, don't like that, change some words, give it some aspect ratios. You had to like really dive into prompting how to prompt and like you said it's like learning piano is complex right so now with the update to gpt4 which is the the plus subscription you gotta pay i think it's like 25 bucks a month for it um it just lives natively in there so you can just tell it i want this and it'll spit it out now there is still some prompting of like understanding what you're asking for just asking for art doesn't tell you much right there's different styles of art right there's baroque there's classic all sorts of different styles so you have to define the style define some basics of it and it'll spit out iterations you can say give me another one give me another one less colors more complex black background right and it'll start to make iterations in seconds you can then download that file and you're you're good to use that right so it's it's become from having to be complex and like a, a almost like a mad lib of how to do the proper prompt it's just a matter of just kind of data dump it in there i have found some little little ways to to go about how you're going to prompt it to kind of form a sentence if you think about grammar there's the correct way to speak None of us do it that way, right? There's the correct way to speak. So there's the correct way to speak to chat GPT as well when it comes to really getting what your mind's eye is envisioning actually out of the GPT. Um, so I actually do have a little prompt guide for creating art for t-shirts that I'll actually uh, make available. Uh, we can put a link afterward I'll make available. You can grab that um, and kind of help you you're through such a, how to do that. You're such a that's nice awesome. guy.
0: I know Bruce is going to rip on text not working very well. So Bruce, I'll, I'll let you do that in a second because I know that's your biggest knock on text. This is, this is This was the biggest unplug for me with art. So for us... You know, at Campus Inc., we're coming out with Athlete Creative very, very quickly. We're basically coming up with packs for schools that have to be very much positioned to them. So we're just thinking about it, but it has to be very original and very like traditional. For me, there was an update to GPT, is it 4.5? What's the number? It's four right now. Okay. If you're gonna use this, pay the 20 bucks. Don't buy a don't buy a Mercedes with Power win- or with, with roll-up windows. Just pay the 20 bucks, or this isn't gonna make any sense. So there's your PSA. I don't have a referral link. Uh, so you can upload an image and have it write you a description. So I have two bulldogs, super cute. Um, and I wear a tie dye hoodie. They have matching tie dye hoodies and I wanted to cartoon them some way, shape or form. So I literally took a picture of them sitting and I like, you know, I always post pictures of my dogs cause I love them. And I just said, describe this for me. And it spit out this beautiful description. It's like you have a, a, a French bulldog on the right and the dog on the right is cream colored and the dog on the left has gray skin and you know they're laying on a couch in a comfortable fashion and it just like did this whole thing. I took that pr- description and then I put it back into the prompt and said, make me a Pixar cartoon with this description and then it spit it out. And then I started editing it. Make them wear a navy tie-dye, make them wear a navy hoodie, make them wear a navy tie-dye hoodie, have one where their ears are poking through, right? And so I like iterated on it over and over and over again. And that was its way of training me because it wrote the description for me. And so I think that is the biggest unplug. I can take a picture of Bruce's bobblehead and it'll say, it'll describe it. And I can go in detail and say, describe his head for me because he's got a great bobblehead head, you know? So that is the biggest unlock that I see. But text, Bruce, give it, give it your take on where it falls short.
1: Well, can you share the the Indiana kind of vectored art and some of the other ones? Cause I think the, you know, when you start to create art in there, it's like, okay, this is cool, but this probably isn't something that we'd have on apparel or, you know, this isn't sure. like a vectorized type of style. When you get into that, you know. Because you could tell it, hey, look, create a vectorized piece of art and then give it more of a description. But how do you get closer right to that screen printing type of art to be able to take it to the... That's
2: that's all the prompt. That's how you're describing what kind of art you're looking for. Um, I always like to ask for 2D art and then give it more more information. That automatically kind of helps kind of bring it to more of like a linear style art. Um, There's different kinds of art. Obviously, if you're doing uh, DTG or DTF... Who cares? Just get a high resolution file and it gives you pretty high resolution file. You can use a bunch. I use a couple of different AI vectorizers, AI uh, auto enhancers. Um, I can make sure those are in that download, too. So you you have that for the the, the, the cheat sheet that I've created. Um, But that's all about how you're asking it. If, If you're Steven and you've got three DTF machines, there's nothing wrong with going ahead and taking those those super awesome Pixar style cartoon and putting that on a shirt. People like that if that's what they're looking for, right? It's yeah. all about what kind of art you're asking it to give you.
0: So I think what Bruce is referring to is, is, is like you walk into a... Res- you want cool resort wear, or like cool logos or bar t-shirts. And you, know, you could... Uh, a lot of times we start on Pinterest, right? I go on Pinterest and I find something I like, right? And so what I would do is I would go on Pinterest, find something I'd like... I like the format. I like the way the text is arched there, right? And, you know, uh, we need to make sure we try to be as original as possible, but we do use other art for inspiration. So say I found a ski resorts thing that I really liked, um, I would throw it into GPT and say, describe it for me. And what it's really going to help you describe is the arrangement of pieces and logos and stuff. And so that's where we were able to quickly create um, at least how we wanted everything arranged uh, for like a, a shirt for, for like a college. Bruce, is that gotcha. what you're?
1: And that was through, and that was directly in chat ChatGTP. That wasn't any other tools. He'll get it. G- G- G-
0: G-P-T. GPT,
2: GPT. Is that is oh. that
1: not what I said? What did I say? No, so you said G- GTP. P. God damn it! <laughs> you could say <laughs> GPP. Maybe this is just past the prime. It's like it's like when the internet starts coming. I'm one of the both like, huh? <laughs> I
0: think that shop should start start. Uploading images and having it describe you. I even did one of Justin Lawrence after the show of his picture in the RV. There's no way I would have been able to write a prompt for that, Um, and it made his Instagram. And he's like got a lot of followers, so I was honored. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then it was like him in an RV holding a beer with a hat, short, you know, uh, red beard kind of thing. White New Um, Balance Stephen bottom. White New Balance's socks, and then I just kept tweaking it and tweaking and tweaking it. So. You can also
2: actually take if you've got like a a decent art eye and the ability to make art, you can quickly whip something up and you can give that to ChatGPT. So you can take like your kind of rough outline of what it wants, what you want it to be, give that to ChatGPT, have them describe that and then do what Stephen's saying and then iterate upon that to finish your artwork.
0: So you're saying sketch on a napkin, take a picture, have it describe it, create a logo out of it pull that into adobe illustrator photoshop start working with it right yep i, I think the yeah. one thing that we'll say is chat gpt and dolly are a stepping stone to get you to make art quicker but it's not going to make print ready art although they have a tool out there that you can design stickers and order through there which i heard doesn't work yet but like it's just a stepping stone right it's going to get you a little faster.
1: And, and by the way they'll they'll get there you, you'll notice like a Farik mentioned the the text, it doesn't understand the alphabet just yet. And so it's interpreting what it thinks are letters into your design when you ask it to spell something out. But um, it's, it's getting be there really, right, right
2: right, now. I'm like 40, 50% accuracy on actually getting text into the design too. It's getting better. You got to remember, mm-hmm. in the last 10 months, ChatGPT went from being able to output like a thousand words to now it's like 60,000 being able to... Uh, create PDFs, create Excel files. In 10 months, it has already 10x'd. Yeah, Just imagine what quick. it's going to continue to do. They're already talking about GPT-5 being released early 2024. They're saying it'll be able to input and output video all sorts of stuff we're, we're kind of at that singularity point where like the technology is improving its own technology and the longer it goes the smarter it will get in a quicker duration
0: and they fired their ceo and rehired them like all in the same weekend so like, <laughs> oh, a lot
2: of, that wild five days of like the biggest silicon valley shake ever insanely wild to watch um, yeah three of us were like nerding out texting the entire time
0: yeah bruce uh you have been using it to analyze data can yeah. you give us your like you've just been uploading spreadsheets and like messing with the number stuff? Can mm-hmm. you give us you kind of got me and Matt side of things? What are you using it for?
1: Yeah. So chat GTG <laughs> added this module. Um, so this internet thing added this module called advanced the <laughs> It's called Advanced Data Analysis. So this is a newer module that came out about two months ago. And this thing will analyze any data set you upload to it. And it's as simple, literally, as opening up chat.openai.com, uploading a file, like a printable order export, for example, and then asking questions. <laughs> like, And <clears throat> that sounds stupidly simple, but it is that simple. So... You go and you ask it, and you can ask. And let me let me give a couple examples of things that I was asking. So, um, hey, these are orders uh, from X date to X date. You are a data scientist. This column total is the total sales amount. Tell me who are the top three customers by total sales out of this data That that's exactly the prompt that I wrote. And and as you could see, just like Stephen and I were saying, it's kind of like. You're almost like talking to like a five year old or a ten year old or something to try to to try to uh, educate them as to who the, what role they want to play and what they should understand to be able to apply it to what your question, and it gave it to me. I mean, it outprinted it in a, in a nice clear table. Okay, here's the next level. I said, create a chart of sales by month for orders in 2023 because we uploaded a, a couple of years of orders. Did you notice any sales trends that didn't follow typical f typical e commerce business? <laughs> and you know, it gave me four bullet points around a mid year surge normally e commerce companies experience inconsistent growth patterns because the growth like went way up in August and then petered off at the end. A peak in August, it noticed, um, which was somewhat unusual for huge uh, for the norm e com company anyway. And it created this chart. That's just a couple of them. I mean, I even asked, like, um I, I tried to explain a contribution margin and I said, do we have a profitable month? Because I explained it what our overhead was and then what our average uh uh profit is per order, and then it spit out its results there. Um I even said give me average total quantity, right, for orders over a certain date range. And so I mean, just to be able to crunch this data and not have to learn Excel. It's like mind-blowing.
2: It's, it's getting smarter too. Like I, I took some data out of out of my shop's uh, printable exports, right? And I didn't actually go into like, you're a data analyst. I just dropped it in there and up started asking questions and it still spit it out. Now, the more you can train it to be an expert and to understand it's it who it is, you, you can definitely tailor that experience. I did that with ScreenPrint GBT, kind of tailored that experience a little more, but you don't have to feel like you need to be a prompt whiz. Just start using it. And... Have it teach you, hey, I'm looking for information. How should I ask you to get this? It'll tell you. It will help train you to train it.
0: And so like I just literally uploaded, I had like an inventory report and I said, like, you know, please add up how many items have the word sigma chi in it. And what it does do is it shows you the code, the like the Python code that it used to try to do it. So you can actually maybe see where you went wrong. You're like, ooh, make sure it's column C. Um, so it is the scavenger hunt. Bruce, does this mean you are going? And Bruce has been—you've been messing with like a lot of Printavo data, which I appreciate. Uh, does this mean you are going to help us get line item data out sooner than later? Is that your mission for the next? Or, or
2: ChatGPT embedded into Printavo, so we can yeah, just ask it questions as opposed to trying then? to make reports.
1: When's that? <laughs> are we clipping this part? Uh, Those sound super cool. I mean, yeah. So I did encounter a couple issues with filtering data of certain columns. So, for example, dates. I'm still working through like if I, my prompt is not correct in a way. So anyway, I'm trying to get that dialed in so it can do a larger set of data. It worked really well for like a year. It really started... It it wasn't 100% accurate when I went to like three, four... I think, Ferg, you exported like five years or something of data. I did from the beginning of time. Yeah. So then I was like, whoa, 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 this number's off. And then you're like, yeah, that looks off. And so anyway... Getting through that, and then I'd love to just build a quick export to get the line items out too, and then try that. And you could you ask it any, in literally any question you want like Long beach you would pull in from reports. Long
0: Beach, Jan one, yeah. Jan for one. Smiths, for my January. birthday, November, 1? November yeah, one. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, Long Beach. This will be Bruce is uh, going to try and hack on this to. Yeah, I'm we just got a kidding. hack day coming up, don't we? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We do. Don't get. Don't get me in I'm trouble. Not, I'm but not
2: but kidding. That's Bruce's hack day. The keyboard.
0: <laughs> the keyboard
1: warriors are going to come out. <laughs> Take Watch any out. system that you're using that's, you know, it could be QuickBooks data, it could be uh Printavo data, Inksoft data, Shopify data, whatever, and dump it in and think of the questions that you normally run reports on maybe monthly, and just see what you get. It's it's like it's like it'll make you smile as to how cool it is.
2: Here's something else that that I actually did utilizing some Printavo data that I found helpful. I have a lot of and, and you you shops so out there, you might have this too, where people are kind of asking for quotes, but you do the quotes and you're like, they were just pricing me out. They weren't actually, I, I, I wasted my time making quotes. And I've gotten really good at making quotes. I can make a damn good quote in like a minute, right? But you start doing this repeat offenders. Like, why am I wasting any of this time? So I went into uh, Printavo and I downloaded the CSV of my pricing matrix. I went to ChatGPT, uploaded the pricing matrix and said, create me an HTML box where there's a slide bar for quantity of colors, quantity of shirts, Holy cow. and then put a basic shirt at $5, a high end shirt at $8, or no cost for decoration only. And it spit out the appropriate HTML and JavaScript. I was able to test that out on, a, on JS Fiddle, which is like another little, little sandbox. And without being a dev, it worked perfectly. I like had a layout change, like, totally make a quite layout change in there. Put that in on my Squarespace website. So now if you check out uh, uh slash calc, you'll see this whole little box that took me from idea to completion under five minutes. And now you can just go ahead and slide bar and actually see if I'm oh, more expensive
0: snap. than you. That's actually really cool. Wow. So that is sick. This is what's wild. This exact thing. Neil, our CTO built for our students and had to like really spend a ton of time in it. That's wild. And then there's, a I've, got,
2: uh, I've got, I've wow. got a dev buddy that we do some stuff for my other companies, uh, Decoflow, And we we're we're kind of playing with stuff and we'll, we'll start like hit a, hit a dead wall. Like I can't, I can't code this. And then I'll go talk to chat for 10 minutes. Like, Hey, try this. And he, every time he's like, dude, you're pissing me off. I've got a master's in this. You don't know how to code. How are you doing this? like, I'm I'm not. Just the robots are helping me.
1: It gives you like a 30%, 50% bump in efficiency. You guys want to talk about screen printing GPT? Yes. Can I say it right?
2: Screenprintgpt.com. Yeah. Screenprintgpt. Yeah.
0: So um, wait, Matt, before you do that, OpenAI and their last release now allows you to create your own GPTs, GTPs. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? It's, they're giving you a puppy and letting you train it. We got to, I'm going to make a Bruce PT now and
2: just have like Bruce saying things wrong. Um, yeah. So <laughs> like I was talking about the open, I had their dev day, uh, which is kind of like, it was their first one. It's like a big keynote type thing, like how Apple does their big keynotes. Um, and they announced a bunch of different things, including uh, your ability to make custom GPTs. Right. So, ChatGPT, as they built it, it's it's using the internet as well as other data knowledge sets that it's crafting on its own in the back end. So what this gives you is the, the front end of a GPT that can browse the internet, use Dolly, use these different features that are all embedded in there. But then you can also give it a data set, give it a personality, give it a voice and kind of like make it and craft it to be your own. It's still able to use the Internet to gather the data and give correct information. But you can adjust its tone, its temperature and, and also some other data sets that might not be. Uh, super easy to find on the internet where it's like just searching SEO and grabbing those top things. It can be deep data that maybe is never even on the internet. That might be a PDF from 40 years ago or a book you've got. As long as you can get it into a PDF that you can put onto its backend, you can then train its knowledge set to be more custom for what you want.
0: Okay. So I'm going to give Marcotte some kudos here because we were in, um, we were in California in Newport and we were egging him on to buy domain names. Maybe we were slightly inebriated. Uh, but Marcotte has like way too many domain names. He'll tell you all about them. He'll buy your name, maybe I'll buy your name. but uh <laughs> Marcotte's always thinking about like, how can I like enhance the industry? like how can I take my knowledge and like point it outwards, right? Uh, because we call Marcotte when we need his help all the time, and he'll tell us OEMs and whatever uh and so you. Made almost like you basically, correct me if I'm wrong, have spent the last couple of weeks gathering every inch of knowledge about the industry and training a GPT model just for our space. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I've over the last 20 years, I've had little blog posts or actually printed out PDFs, um, things that I can't seem to find on the internet, but I've got old, old like PDFs of them. Well, I was able to take those, scan them and use AI to take those scans and actually translate them into actual editable PDFs. And I took and compiled what is roughly about 500 pages of data uh, through a couple different PDFs. And I've uploaded that to the data set behind ScreenPrint GPT. So when you're asking ScreenPrint GPT questions, yes, it's using the Internet, but it's also first filtering its responses through the data set that I've given it, right? So it's actually looking at the technical jargon that sometimes get lost in in the process, understands all the different things that you're trying to do. So when you ask it questions, it actually reads my data in a second, plus the Internet in a second, And gives you the best answer it can as opposed to just whatever it found in its SEO rankings when it searched the internet.
0: So I started testing at and going through the dumb questions that I ask Matt or that I have asked Matt in my career. Give Um, an example. And so uh, my emulsion is shredding when we're reclaiming, right? Uh, When we are reclaiming and uh, it's you know, I think you're not exposing enough or something. There's something on exposure. Right. Uh, And so I literally just put my emulsion is shredding when we're reclaiming and uh, we'll see what it comes up with. Uh, But, It says, so first of all, it's sympathetic, just like Matt Marcotte would be, you know. Uh, Shredding of emulsion during the reclaiming process can be frustrating and may result from a few different issues. Here's some potential issues. Incorrect emulsion exposure. If the emulsion isn't properly exposed, it might not fully harden, leading to shredding during reclaiming. Ensure that your exposure times are accurate uh, and for the type of emulsion. Use an exposure calculator to help determine it. Age or quality of emulsion. Uh, Screen tension. Chemical interaction, emulsion thickness, and it gives one of the most detailed, organized answers that someone would pull their hair out for weeks trying to figure out what's going on and ask every question in the Facebook group. So, like, that was one stupid question, and it's still going. It's given me a bunch of different things. And so, like, I sent this to my press operator. I'm like, just start asking it stuff. And he was just like, what? This is insane. <laughs> Um, so like even down to that, uh, Matt, give us some other crazy ones.
2: I mean, I've, I've already seen some people talk about, uh, like vibrations on their press and like what to look for. And it's actually giving some basic, uh, maintenance ideas. I'm working to try to gather as many of the press PDFs manuals as I possibly can too, to try to add that to the backings. I'd like it to actually be able to help give you maintenance suggestions and maintenance help. Um, it, How do I print Puff? It tells you. How do I reclaim with EasyWay? It tells you, right? Best practices for EasyWay. It'll tell you, right? Because we've stacked on all these different uh, data sets in the back end. And and you said something there too, Stephen, that was honestly uh, one of the reasons I created this, right? I love being able to learn from this industry and I'm so... uh, I'm I'm kind of blessed in this way to like be able to be in a world where I can learn from people as a career. Right. And then share that knowledge as much as I can. Knowledge should be free. GPT says it's 20 bucks a month. Um, But anyways, knowledge should be free. So I always want to kind of give that knowledge back. Everyone was usually going to the default calling their homie that might know the answer or going to Facebook. Now, I'm not trying to throw shade at Facebook. Everybody likes Facebook or doesn't like Facebook. It's their own their own cup of tea there. Right. I hate Facebook personally. And Steven and I, for years, have had conversations of like, oh, I, I could be so beneficial. But I was in these Facebook forums and doing more. I just can't stand it personally. It's such a toxic, negative place. And it, it works me up in a way that's not good for me. I'm not a uh, least dork that like goes and gets inspired by being in those areas. I get angry. right? So I wanted to create a place where people could just get answers and not have to deal with the crotchety dude who is been doing something for 40 years the wrong way, but it's like so hell bent. I'm telling you you're dumb. Right. And that's what I see most of the time on these Facebook forums. Right now, there's a lot of quality in there. So again, keyboard warriors, don't hate me. Please continue to do what you're doing. Right. Hate him. Um, that's fine. I, I won't read it. Cause I won't be there. So I don't care. Hate on me. Right. Um, but I wanted to make this where they could still get those types of answers, the detailed, correct answers without all the drama, politics, opinions, and everything else, it seems to be just plugging these forums, right? So it just strips off all that BS and goes straight to actually being your AI screen printing expert.
0: I just asked it. So my head one on my m Sportsman is really messed up. Um, and <laughs> uh, everyone's super backed up and can't fix it. It's got literally when you turn it on there's like a sensor or something that makes all the other ones just go crazy. (laughs) Like they just like dance or something, like something is really messed up with it. Uh, so we've just turned it off. And so I just went in and, and said that, uh, and it said like, you know, go to like, it basically went you through different things. Like, is there a mechanical obstruction, right? Like check the control panel to see if there's a wire loose, um, that might be tripping, right? Like inspect the drive system to make sure that there's proper uh, tension and lubrication in the bearings, right? And so it's pretty. I mean, it knew that much about and I'm an MNR sportsman. Yeah, like it's kind of wild. Did you upload? Did right? you
1: upload the manuals?
2: I did for the sportsman, so uh ex EXGs I've got uh, on the back end of that, yes, um some of the some other equipment. I'm still working to try to get that data from different places, um so I can put it in there. Um, but it is also leveraging the internet. I can't take full credit for chat Gpt. Uh, it is also leveraging the internet in there, but it does always kind of filter back through the voice and the persona that i I gave it,
0: okay, Matt, besides, so we talked about like things that are going wrong in your shop, whether it's your press or in your dark room. What are the other use cases? And, and you have, you're have you like training it basically, right? Like this is your new dog and you are teaching it new tricks and you are feeding it information. Um, what are the other tricks that you're excited about that you've been working on?
2: I mean, I'm trying to also give it a screen print marketing and screen print managers voice too. So I'm currently working on like how to help you craft things like terms and conditions Help you craft things like, uh, I want to have a frequently asked questions page. Can you give me the most frequently asked questions that a screen print shop might experience as well as the answers and actually have some industry standards that are in there? Um, being able to create standard print locations, sizes, um, and then also be able to generate content for your own Instagram, and your own Facebook to help market that too. So I'm really trying to get Screen Print GPT to not only be your, your screen print technical expert, but to also be your go to for any kind of data that you're trying to create. if It's for marketing, if it's for sales, if it's for training materials, anything along those lines, right? So I'm actually creating a lot of blog posts now. I'm trying to, we'll see if I can do it. I'm trying to do a blog post every single day in under 10 minutes, right? Using Screenprint GPT and then putting it on screenprintgpt.com and then using that to also create assets that you can download and use. I'm putting those assets on the back end of ScreenPrint GPT as well when you utilize that, right? So anything it's spinning off and creating, I'm then putting it into its knowledge set to also be able to reference, to continue to compound its own ability and give you more data, quicker, better, faster, everything.
0: I have to share something that I just did on here. Is everyone sitting down? Or buckled I'm in? I'm not. Should I, I? Standing desk, you won't see me. <laughs> yes. Don't Don't stand up, actually. Uh, I just asked it to price out two-color front, three-color back on 50 Gildan 5000 shirts. It is literally crunching all the different factors that go into a shirt. I am stunned by this. I'm waiting for it. Ready for this? Okay. 50 pieces two color front three color back it gives you the breakdown it says cost ink supplies labor overhead profit margin market research complexity and setup fees those are all the things that you should take into it it even says you should decide on a profit margin like 10 to 50 percent of your cost and then it breaks down and says you have your cost of your shirt let's do an example it says suppose each gildan 5000 shirt costs two dollars and fifty cents for 50 shirt this is 125 dollars. you have your ink and supplies say that's 25 bucks your labor is 200 you know uh uh, your overhead is a thousand, and it gives you like a, a a factor there and so it goes you know for this example uh we would charge uh five hundred and eighty five dollars total, so that is something like what ten dollars what's five eighty five divided by uh 50? 10, 25 10, a 10. shirt yeah
2: that's,
0: <laughs> that's pretty, pretty accurate, pretty damn close actually, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah i can actually i can actually use my uh um little little slider that we were talking about a second ago and find out what mine would actually be so that was a a g5050 units
0: yeah all
2: right let's give that a go i'll let you know what my print shop would actually charge for that but that's the kind of point i actually did and it's using the internet but i actually did also add in uh to its knowledge set how to break down cost analysis from things that i've learned from you two guys over the years of of watching watching the podcast learning from you guys all that stuff so it is it should be breaking things down into realistic measures um and giving pretty decent content and of course now my internet's going too slow because i'm browsing this but we'll just say that that's pretty damn close to accurate
1: yeah wow Pretty crazy. Damn. I even clicked on one of your <clears throat> examples of create me a job description for a screen press, uh, screen printing press operator. So <laughs> I actually I do I do, have, I
2: do have examples that are that are kind of there that you can play with, uh, and that's what he's talking about. Yep.
1: So if you click that, um, most job descriptions on the web, like around this, are very general, and you, know, you have to spend some time. And that's why we actually created a ton of templates for every role, and you could download those. But this one, key response... So I'm like, all right, let's see if it gets the key responsibilities part, right? Because that's where it always is like, you know, uh, can operate equipment, you know, it's just super uh, generic. Anyway, first bullet point. Set up and operate screen printing press efficiently while maintaining high and productive standards. Perform routine maintenance and troubleshooting. Mix and match inks according to specs and viscosity as needed. Align and register screens accurately. To achieve precise color and print alignment. Um, anyway, it goes on and on. Maintain a clean and safe work environment, adhere to all uh, safety environmental guidelines. And then last, someone says, keep detailed records of work orders, materials used, and any issues encountered. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know, could it, would it know? And maybe I should just ask, uh, like, what would you pay? Because I always see people ask, like, what, what do you guys pay for? Uh, a uh, production manager
2: ask it I, I think it'll give you the answer and uh steven mine's uh ten eighty five is what my cost would be for for sound and fury so i'm not sure what you came up with but.
0: Uh, it was 585 dollars total divide that by 50 uh, is that
2: 1085? 1085. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's pretty much exactly what mine mine came out
0: to be. Okay. Too, so yeah. if you want Sound and Fury's pricing, it's not uh... actually based <laughs> off of
2: that. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. But, but check this out while you were doing that, Matt, I responded to it and said, uh, actually, what if it was embroidery? And so then it went back and said, well, we've got to have digitizing stitches, machine setups. And so then it goes, well, if you want to do a, I kept as two color front, three color back. It said, you know, we're going to have a fifty per thousand stitches. If there's 5,000 stitches, it's seven fifty per shirt. And now it bumped up the price to, uh, it basically made it uh, double. Embroidery and so, like, GPT begins. Embroidery GPT, but like... Damn that explanation right there! I can copy and paste that and put it in all my employees' trainings and be like, "This is how. This is everything that goes into embroidery pricing, right?" Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is super cool. And kudos to you. You've spent a ton of time on this. Um, so everyone should. Uh, how do yeah, you f- How awful. do you find this?
2: Uh, so if you head to uh, screenprintgpt.com, gpt.com, uh it. It's free to use. You have to have a GPT plus subscription. It is the $20 a month, right? But it's free to use once you have that. Um, so head to ScreenPrintGPT.com. Uh, I do have it kind of gated just behind. Drop me in, uh, your email address and your name. It'll give you the link right then. You're going to get some emails on my newsletter kind of letting you know when we have updates to Screenprint GPT. Um, I'm, like, I'm using the blog to create things. Uh, one of those chats, Stephen and I were in, they were talking about performance reviews, end of the year reviews, all that kind of stuff. So I went ahead and took took the the concept of, hey, that's happening. End of the year, people are doing that. Made a blog, has downloadable content, actually shows you how to go about doing performance review, has a template you can print out to have them fill out. It gives you, tells you how to go through it. So always trying to generate Applicable content that you can use. Um, so I'll be sure to, as we have blog posts, you'll get emails about those blog posts, kind of letting you have a cheat sheet of maybe not having to go into GPT to do these things. But I can provide you with what I'm doing and playing with as as we go along.
0: Through. Matt, can you feed it funny jokes about our industry so people can like laugh at it? Like you know, like tell me about yeah. Can you give it some fun personality in the next couple of weeks so we can?
1: about <laughs> that. I, I
0: actually,
2: I've been I've been <laughs> doing some research on temperature. Um, so actually setting the temperature of how it acts right so not being as professional um but still trying to deliver professional content while being a bit of a silly bastard like i am right um so trying to like figure out the way to to get that in there it's it's complex i am working on that though you can ask it screen printing jokes they're just not funny yet
1: can screen printing hall of fame include people under the age of 80 (laughs) that
2: are also Uh,
1: non-caucasian
2: I would love that because <laughs> that, that uh, no, no more comments. I can't say anything, but yeah, that would be great. Cause that whole world is something else. When I type
1: okay. in a question, <laughs> I want to be like,
0: respond like uh, Mark Coudre would respond or tell me what Marshall would say. You know, that's a, uh,
2: so we actually you, you can do that if you uh kind of scrape the internet which there are some plugins you can use using chat to actually scrape things i'm working on that too but uh you can scrape that and you can kind of get a voice based off of literature they've written um and actually part of the back end of gbt is all the things i've ever written for any blog post any anything it is also loaded in there to kind of get a bit of my tone and my temperature um, but it needs to have a little bit more personality or at least an option to say like hey give me more personality with this and actually get kind of the Marcotte response, not just the data response.
0: Matt, you said something earlier. You said knowledge should be free, right? Um, Time is money. Time is money. Time is money. money. Knowledge should be free. And right now you have this set up for free. I don't think you should make it free uh, because you are a wealth of knowledge. You also are spending a ton of time doing this. And when people pay for something, they really understand the value of it. So get it while it's free, but I'm pushing you to charge.
2: All right, so full disclosure, I am looking at what it would look like uh, to have a, a bot that's on screen for GPT. So if you're a pre, a Plus member, maybe you can still use that for free in GPT Plus. I think everyone should be doing that anyways. But I am looking at what it would take to create a bot that lives on the website that would be paid and gated behind a nominal fee. So you could still be able to use it on your yeah. phone, still do that. Um, but that way you can still leverage what you're getting and not to pay the maybe the 20 bucks to screen print or to chat Ch- 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 but pay five or 10 or something, for example, into,
0: into screen. For Me Ch- and Bruce, Ch- Ch- Bruce will so get I'm one subscription. On we'll, uh, we'll share our password like Netflix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks guys for sharing. Appreciate coming on, Matt. And they got a busy schedule. Uh,
2: Yeah, uh, real real quick to everybody, make sure we will add the link uh, down below for that uh, cheat sheet for uh, prompting for T-shirt designs, Uh, but definitely play with that, right? And I'll be sure to kind of input some tools I use for upscaling images, vectorizing images. Uh, I'll put those links in that downloadable sheet. Um, So definitely make sure to grab that. And like Steven said, start using chat GPT uh, and screen print GPT, but just start using chat GPT uh, today. It's going to start taking over the world and you don't want to be too late when that happens.
0: And then when you find something cool screenshot and DM it into Matt, cause I've been like just sending him stuff. And then he's like, just, just making it better and better and better. I've actually so. got a,
2: a form, a, 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 a form fill on the website too. Suggestions and ideas. Um, there's already been uh, almost 200 people have gotten the link to use Screenprint GPT. Um, no one's given me any negative feedback through there. I've gotten a handful of texts, um, but anything to help it get better and help you get data better, please let me know. Bruce. And you can also follow print underscore GPT on Instagram and DM me there too.
0: I got one question. We're going to challenge Bruce to this. Bruce, could you train it to say, uh, I'm uploading this transfer, send a, an email to Supercolor, order 50 of these in a, a A4 size, or like so go in and do that?
1: There are tasks, but I haven't played around with it. I know OpenAI does have tasks, like in, in browser-based tasks mm-hmm. that came out a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, I mean, like one way it can do it is actually it can write... It can help you write code to interact with APIs. And I know SuperColor Hmm. has built out their API. And so that's one way. I think the easier way is this task thing. But we should look into it and get back on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, like uh, Zapier. Zapier
2: GPT is in the works as well. Um, And so there's going to be more opportunity to use ChatGPT with Zapier or other automations um, to streamline a lot more your day.
0: And you can go to Zapier now. Um, I used to be Zap King. That is now Matt Marcotte. Um, And so you can actually just type in like, make me a Zap that connects this app, this app and this app, and it'll build the Zap for you. So you don't need anything anymore. Like, yeah, you you can literally just type it and it'll do it. So thanks, Matt. Dude, this was awesome.
1: Appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you have a great week. And uh We'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video. If you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job. To subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.